welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Abel. And today we're talking about... <laughs> For those of you that didn't catch that, we're going to be talking about hemp tonight. Not so much marijuana. Uh, the wacky weed, the Murphy Madness, the chronic, the ganja. We're going to look at its kinder, gentler twin, the hemp plant. And all the uses that are available for this resource that we have ignored for the last 80 some odd years. Forever, well, I know we'll talk about the reasons why we ignored it, but in this day and age, this is crazy. This is this is probably one of the most renewable resources that fills so many gaps. And, and needs, because um, hemp will get you laid, too. Okay, we'll, we'll have to explain that one later in the show well, as yeah, well. Well, yeah, you know, you never, you never worked your advantage like that? It has to be. Yeah. That's another story. It's another, that, that's a whole other show. <laughs> I'm joking, oh, folks. Laura, no, he's not. <laughs> anyway, so hemp. Um, and I'll say that lately it's been more and more in the news and the benefits are coming out about the, the medical benefits are coming out with it that it's effect on cancer cells and different conditions and seizures and uh, we know about the glaucoma and the other litany of reasons you can have medical marijuana prescribed to you blood pressure and anxiety actually it's good for blood pressure it's for what blood pressure uh blood pressure really blood oh. pressure anxiety. there's a whole list it's ridiculous the things that fall into the medical reasons you can use it um, if that was the case, I'd be stoned all the time. Um, so I'm just sticking to the good old pharmaceutical drugs that cost me an arm and a leg. Um, you know, actually, in this little studio where we're sitting right now, there was a young girl many years ago who used to smoke marijuana here every day religiously. Yep. Many, many times. God bless her and rest her soul that she did. All right. For the members of true, D- true story. For the members of DEA that are listening to the broadcast, <laughs> there's no marijuana here now. Jeff said in the past, it's not here now. Yeah. Please, if someone's gonna be kicking our door, I'd rather have be the CIA or NSA or someone not the DEA. Black Lives Matter, whatever. <laughs> Black, yeah, something. Um, so happened. There's there's a history. The, the the United States has a history with hemp. Hemp, hemp was there. At the founding of our country. Really? At Please the founding, tell me more, sir. At the founding of our country. What, what did our founding fathers do with this? Two, of, two, of, our favorites, two of our favorite founding fathers, George Washington and Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson, not Jefferson. Davis. Davis. Who, <laughs> who, that's a whole other show. That's a whole other show. And that George Jefferson who... Oh, George Jefferson. He, he was up, a, up town. Yeah, yep, that's right. To the east To the sky. Uh, both Washington and Jefferson uh, grew, harvested, was part of their farming, agricultural. Yeah, but they didn't really do farming. They, they have slaves. Well, they did. Well, among other things, for some of them. Yeah. Um, so it was there, and this it wasn't the hemp I'm talking about has a low THC count, which is the. THC is the part that gets you get you high. That's used for the illicit medical reason. Um, the plant itself has multiple uses. Uh, can be used as a fabric and replace cotton. Uh, one acre of hemp equals one to two acres of cotton. Hmm. Hemp can be grown. In all 50 states. All 50 states can grow hemp. Right. Cotton is grown predominantly in the, in the south. south. Certain climate, certain soil conditions, very particular. Uh, anymore, they use a, a arsenal of pesticides and herbicides and everything to get a good cotton crop. Uh, hemp doesn't require any of that. Uh, very low water needs. Uh, no pesticides, soil conditions. The soil's got to be able to grow something 
um, but it's not very particular. If you can grow weeds, then you can grow weed in the soil. So we're there. Uh, paper. The hemp plant can be turned into paper and thus not having to use and cut down trees. And a acre of hemp equals two to four acres of trees. Really? That's a lot of trees. That is a lot of trees. A lot of trees. So you actually, if you grow hemp and support the growing of hemp, you are actually an environmentalist because you're helping um, to save trees. I think, I think it's definitely... You are a tree hugger. Oh, well, a hemp hugger at least. You know, and I don't know if people remember this or not, um, but uh, during the Bush administration, um, if you remember that uh, they ran certain commercials that were highly suggestive that if you um, were doing any type of illegal drugs, you were supporting terrorism. Do you remember those commercials? Vaguely. Yeah. Um, and it turns out that uh, how wrong they were, because not only were you not supporting terrorism, you were actually helping save the planet by, you know, endorsing this product. And, you know, why were we at the we're, 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 we're watching opium fields. Well, in all fairness, in all fairness to those administrations, they they didn't know what they were talking about because a lot of the drugs they dealt with was helping terrorists, and they had they. Uh, yeah, but we protect the opium fields. I get it. I'm just saying we got soldiers. The government knew that drugs financed terrorism because they practiced it firsthand. Yeah, they did. That's right. They yeah, did. The CIA yeah. used to sell. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, very true. Well, among other things. Um. Let's not get off the subject. Not too far off So, paper, uh, trees, trees. Think about trees. And again, we're getting into a little science, and I know we're not necessarily a scientific part. Trees. For the listeners that don't understand where we get the air that we breathe, the oxygen that keeps us alive, oxygen comes from plants. Mostly. No, mostly trees. That's not true. So trees take carbon dioxide. No, God, no. See what happens. God lets out a breath, and that's where the air comes from, people. Okay. Joking, of course. <laughs> yeah, Jeff says that, but we know he's not. So <laughs> trees take in CO two, which is what we expel, which we need to get rid of. It's the stuff that we can't use anymore. So trees take that in. In return, they process it and send out oxygen. So they process the carbon. And then they kick back out the O2, CO2. So they keep the carbon, because they need the carbon, because one more carbon-based life form, but that's all part of the tree, the chloroform and things like that. And then they kick out the O2. So imagine, if you will, if we are saving hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of acres of trees to produce oxygen, I would think that would help with things like pollution, air quality, craziness like that. Very true. Something to think about. Anyway, fiberboard. Um, This is kind of, we we like to call it fake wood. Uh, A lot of our uh, furniture from Ikea and Walmart is particle board. Uh, hemp can be used to make fiberboard, which is actually stronger than particleboard. Uh, plastics. Hemp can be used and made to replace plastics. And just as durable as things like fiberglass and composite materials. Um, very strong. And it's great. Uh, my wife has a 2006 Avalon. It's made of metal. Don't get me wrong. It's, made, it's a metal car. But I know if I lean up against the back quarter panel, it it pops in and out like mm. a little clicker toy. Right. Um, hemp could change that. They can make a body at half to a third of the weight and be just as strong as the tinfoil they use to make the cars today. You know, um, not to get off the subject, mm-hmm. uh, but we're talking about chemicals and strength and that stuff starting. Here's a little interesting thing that I found out. Um, if you take real super glue, it's like Loctite 34, whatever the heck it is, and uh, you take, uh, put some down, take a drop, put it on a board or something, or a piece of plastic, put another drop next to it, then take baking soda, and put baking soda into one drop and not the other one. 
the Wormwood baking soda will harden in seconds, and it's twice as strong as super glue without baking soda. Try it, folks. It works. It's amazing. So if you want something to dry fast, use super glue, throw a baking soda on there, and blow off the excess. It will be hard as a rock within seconds. No joke. They actually, <laughs> you're not going to believe this, folks. Um, some of our <laughs> uh, weaponry, uh, or jet airplanes and uh, other uh, things, um, when they're making some of the components, if they, they damage a piece of the component, but it's not to the point where they have to chuck it, they'll take super glue, <laughs> fill in uh, the cracks or, or, sure. or, or the chips, and they'll use baking soda to harden it within seconds, and then they sand it out. I'm not making that's this That's not soda. the baking soda. Super glue is great. No, it's... but they'll use the baking soda on it. This is what the manufacturer, that's where I learned this, mm -hmm. you know, from the defense contractors. Um, it's just amazing stuff. Baking soda and super glue. Real super glue, by the way. Super glue. And, um, and this is something that's been around for years, but super glue is basically chemical stitches. I've used it on my they, own. I don't know if that's actually they call it, but basically they use super glue or a derivative super glue or a sterile part of super glue or whatever to replace stitches and band-aids and things like that. I have actually cut myself badly in the past and I have used super glue to actually seal the cuts. I have no joke, I've actually done this myself. Oh, yeah. myself. Yep. Yeah, uh, when you, if, you're, if you're packing your survival kit, you don't need to put the band-aids in there. Nope, bring super glue. Bring super glue. Bring big gallon bucket of super glue <laughs> for your major traumas. Yeah. Um, biofuel. Biofuel. Uh, hemp is a more practical biofuel than the corn ethanol. Is that ethanol corn? Yeah, corn ethanol. Yep, yep. Ethanol. Um, and we've been, we've been funding and fueling the ethanol debacle for we years. We just lost everybody in Iowa. Well, you know what? <laughs> they had the Iowa pledge. Heads up, heads up Iowa. You can easily switch your corn crop to hemp crop. And make more and, money. And make more money yep. without the government having to subsidize your Kansas arse. Anyways, <laughs> um, construction material. Um, and I've seen this before. They, they, and it's basically, the, it's like a fiber composite and it's not concrete, but it's kind of that thought process and however they make it. But hemp makes an incredibly strong lightweight not only is it construction material but it's also those as an insulator i believe hmm. um hemp seeds not the ones you smoke but hemp seeds can be eaten they can be they can be converted into a food source that rivals tofu and other protein substitutes like that um, hemp oil, again, not the oil to get you stoned or whatever, but the oil is used to replace certain things in uh, manufacturing that, again, it's, it's not petroleum-based oil anymore, it's, it's natural oil. And the minute we can get away from petroleum-based anything, we've got to be doing a better job than we are with petroleum-based something. So hemp was at the birth of our nation, basically from 1776-ish. To 1937, 163 years, hemp was, I won't say a dominant crop, but it was a significant crop in the United States, used for a wide variety of purposes, uh, based on the technology at the time. So that's, I thought that was crazy. Well, uh, you know, it, 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 there was a lot of opposition to it, like back in the, the 1920s and 1930s, and I, I believe it came from... Um, uh, the companies that did a lot of the logging and the paper companies because they uh, felt it was a major uh, competitor uh, to their products. Um, and that's one of the reasons it was a lot of political um, people being bought to uh, support, if you will, uh, to make sure it was banned uh, so it cannot be used as a competitive product. Well, and here again, we, we come to the, the crux of our nation's issues and the driving force behind our radio show is again we are in no way against capitalism but corporations have gone out of their way to make life more difficult for everyone else and more profitable for themselves yeah and there has to be a happy medium in everything in life yin and yang if you will i don't care how you want to put it but um, there has to be a balance and right now there is no balance i don't believe you know, the capitalistic side of things there in this is. country. There is. Until that can happen, we're 
we're going to be missing out on a lot of things. We're going to be missing out on things that can drive us to a more richer, diverse future quicker than we are. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this. From seedling to full-grown, it takes approximately 120 days to produce a fully-grown hemp crop. In comparison, how long does it take a damn tree to grow? Um, I would think to get a tree to grow big enough to be usable, uh, I would say at least a decade. Maybe more. I would okay. think more. Hmm. Um, I know because people like smaller and smaller Christmas trees, the Christmas tree farms don't take that long to get your Christmas trees. But when you talk about a tree that's being, uh, having to be a, you know at least a size that makes sense to cut it down and start all over again, well, even if even if it's a decade, let's say, let's just say it's a decade. Ten years. Ten years. One hundred twenty days. Four months. Four months. So that'd be forty months for a tree. So by the time you get a tree big enough to use what you want to use it for, you will have grown forty. Crops, seasons, 40 to one, 41 ratio. Wow. And I'll tell you, in a casino, if you got a sure bet at 40 to one, you take it. Hmm. Um, again, uh, the war on drugs and all that craziness back in the 80s, and it went after, it went after the whole plant and didn't, well, they realized, but it's only, it's only one plant. Wild hemp. Hemp that grows wild. And that's how they describe it in some of the articles I've read. Is the low THC count, the one that can be used for all these things, um, versus hemp that is specifically cultivated and grown for its its reefer madness, as we want to say. You know, um, Paul McCartney uh, of the Jesus. Um, wasn't allowed to play in Japan um, for years because he had a drug conviction uh, for marijuana. Did you know that? Japan has a zero tolerance. I think I heard something about that. that very true. Very true. Uh, Japan has a zero tolerance when it comes to drugs. Now, this was 20 years ago. It may have changed by, you know, since then. But, uh, yeah, Mr. Paul McCartney. Sir Paul McCartney was not allowed to play in Japan. All right. Since, we're taking, this, since we're taking this train off the rail. <laughs> Mick Jagger. And Keith Richards were both convicted on drug charges around this time, I don't know, back in the 60s, whatever it was, 70s. Right. They appealed it. They appealed it. They appealed the drug conviction. Keith Richards got off. Okay. Of all, of, between the two of them, <laughs> Keith Richards managed to get his thrown out. Wow. <laughs> Mick, Mick got time served, <laughs> which was about three months. And he was good to go. Huh. But Keith Richards. Like, hmm. I'm not sure what that appeal must have looked like, but it had to be <laughs> hard to believe. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. But anyways, now back onto the topic. Um, so yeah, I just, I found, I, I find it disheartening that we, in this day and age, at this point in time, we are still going out of our way to make this unobtainable. Well, I, I, can, I can understand, if, you know, if someone was out there promoting the growing of coca plants or poppy plants, and I can, there might be a little, but this is... It's one of those subjects um, that it's ingrained in a particular political party, which I'm not going to name today, that they're so against it. It reminds me of my ex-wife. You know, I just wanted to be a bitch. This is the way it was going to be. You know, and that's how I look at this subject. It's just ingrained that it's bad and it's evil and it shouldn't be used. But we're breaking down the walls. We're breaking down the pot itself. It's supposed to be building walls, not breaking them down. Well, that's on the border. (laughs) It's on the border, and that's keeping the Mexican weed out. (laughs) Colorado, all these other places that are legalizing marijuana, which I'm going to call that the bad app. I'm going to call that the bad hemp. So they're legalizing the bad hemp, but we're not getting on board and getting behind, getting the good hemp back into 
fields across across the country, across the fifty states. Yeah, it'll grow in all fifty states. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a time that we're looking at trying to get new avenues of economy, new avenues of pro or production, more jobs, more this this is a whole new field, a whole new industry. No. That could, and I get it, it's going to put some, it's going to put a, it's going to put a bite on paper and cat, but it's not going to do it right away. Right. And I, uh, I, and I don't know about you, but I've been around people who've been extremely intoxicated, extremely, and I've seen them get behind the wheel of a car. No. I've been around people who've been extremely high on marijuana and get behind the wheel of a car. And I guarantee you right now, I would be a hundred thousand times more comfortable with the person that's high on marijuana behind the vehicle, or the wheel of the vehicle, and then the person behind uh, that was drunk. Um, it's the effects, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To me, it's a much safer uh, and more responsible, uh, and I don't even use the stuff, folks. I'm just saying from my own personal perspective of watching people and how they act yeah. under the influence of either one, I'd rather hang out with the person that's doing the marijuana, but that's me personally. And again, if you were to look at the Average number of deaths of anything: shark attacks, giraffe attacks. It it outnumbers the number of marijuana deaths, right? Or number of marijuana overdoses. I'm not sure what that looks like, other than some guy cutting right out of his mind in the corner drooling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> eating 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 himself to death, Cheetos and Cheetos and bananas. That's his. It's, and I know it sounds like I'm advocating, but maybe I am, because at this point, I really, I'm not buying into the gateway drug nonsense. Um, I'm not, because anything can be a gateway, and I know we've talked about this. Again, that's like saying fast foods is a gateway to obesity. So we eliminate fast foods, and force everyone to cook at home, cook healthy at home, we'd be in a much better shape. But no one's eliminating fast foods. We still we still sell and promote cigarettes. Yeah, uh, that's extremely dangerous uh, product. You know, we know we know what it does. We know what it does. Yeah, there's no we scientific information whatsoever. And and we the the most we can develop is some harsh language on the side of the cigarette box. But yet we will send people to prison for years, decades. For marijuana convictions. Yeah, third strike, we'll see it. It's it's yeah. the only hope I have. The only hope I have, and I, Trump is the first step. I think Trump, and although I don't think he's getting into the to the marijuana debate, but Trump broke broke that barrier of a politician have to be having to be in politics. And I'm hoping in 2020 we see some other people get involved. That aren't politicians, but are well. There, there's central, central, common man-minded individuals that have the stones and the tenacity to go after it and make changes. I think, I think we are within two presidential elections of someone ruling the country with a sense of common well, sense. Well, we, we did have some. We had some very. Close recently, uh, old Ron Paul, there, congressman of Texas for 12, 13 years, where it was, uh, three time presidential candidate. He uh, came out very strongly that marijuana should be legalized. Rand Paul of Kentucky, uh, before Trump, and he said about uh, marijuana, has already came out and said that marijuana should be legalized. Um, Gary Johnson for the Libertarian Party, you know, former governor, um, two time governor, actually, uh, also came out very strongly as part of this platform that, you know, marijuana should be legalized. Um, the, the growing movement is there, and the generation that's growing up today, I can look at their marijuana uses. These kids are using marijuana more than drinking. I mean, that's just a fact. You know, I mean, the, the marijuana in this country is going to be completely legal within my lifetime. You don't doubt my mind about it. Not a single doubt. Well, and again, if, if, if that's a trade-off, if that would be the trade-off to getting the entire industry legalized, I can live with it. Yeah, that's what's going to take. I can live with that. it. I can live with that. I can live with that. You know, we, and I drink, I'm a drinker, I've been, forgot what happened for the last 24 hours drunk <laughs> in my youth, I'm a drinker, and I think alcohol is 
guidance issues. And I get where they came from when they outlawed it back in Prohibition, you know, but it just wasn't meant to be. But, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I get it's going gonna, it's gonna to put a hurt on some of these other industries that have been around for forever. Oh, yeah, to push back. But they, need, but they need to adapt, you know. Company, tech, that's like saying, you know, we accept the outsourcing of technology jobs to other countries that are keeping it in-house. You know, because companies adapt. They adapt, they outsource, they adapt to the, te- to the technology. Logging companies need to adapt. You know, cotton in the South. Still going to need it. I don't see us being cotton-free. I don't see us being tree-free as far as paper and paper products. But if there is a viable alternative that is renewable on a 40-to-1 scale... Right. Why are we doing it? Stuff your windmills, stuff your solar power. This is something we can do today to to help things go in the right direction. Yep. You know, you want to talk about climate change, start adding four or five thousand acres a year of trees back into the to the habitat. And speaking of climate change, notice how they changed the term from global warming to climate change? Climate change. Because it's not getting warmer. I was watching uh, information today, actually, very detailed information uh, about the weather patterns and the temperatures over the past, you know, literally almost 100 years now. And sure, there's been a few spikes, but in reality, it's only gone up like one degree, you know, in 100 years of, everyone's freaking out. And that's why they switched it from, you know, global warming to climate change. Climate change. You know, um, interesting. I'm sorry, I got off the subject, but it was... Well, because climate change is, you can't, you can't deny climate change. Yeah, but if you deny climate change, you're an idiot. Well, yeah, because climate change. No, because yeah, climate, climate changes. Yes, it's part of natural. That's, so you have to. You have to admit climate change. Right. Yeah. You got You don't have to admit global warming, right. but you have to admit climate change. Yeah. If you live in New England, climate, climate changes, changes by the minute, season. By the minute, <laughs> by the season, yeah. by the by the minute, by the hour. Um, we had flooding conditions here a week ago. And I'll tell you what, we go one more week of all sun, we'll be, we'll be back in the drought conditions for this area. Yeah. It's crazy. We go from feast to famine type thing. You know? So, yeah, climate change, whatever climate change is. Again, and, I, and we're not adapting to the time. We're not adapting to the technology. I get it. 30 years ago, it was a thing. The climate, the the breathability of the air and stuff. I see pictures, you know, from 1970, uh, in Los Angeles, Angeles, New York City, and today. And it's just, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I don't think it justifies $1,000 for a catalytic converter for my car (laughs) that only paid $900 for, but I get it. I get it. Well, well, here's what they did. Um, What happened in New York State is New York State came in and um, they won't allow like AutoZone or anybody like that anymore, those uh, Napa, whatever, to sell universal uh, catalytic converters. They have to now sell OEM replacements. Well, they've changed it a little bit because oh. they do make they do make make a New York acceptable universal catalytic converter. Uh-huh. The only problem is. It's such a pain in the arse to put this on a vehicle because you've got to, it's got to be welded in. You got to cut things out. Yep. You got to weld it in. You got to get it in place. Hope you don't screw it up while you're welding it in place. And yeah, you can grab these things for 150 bucks, but most garages don't want to do that, so they want the direct fit. Right. So that's weld. Which is like bolts right here. Which is like. It was actually thirteen hundred dollars from the dealership. <laughs> I actually found one available. Um, I got to convince my mechanic to let me buy it and give it to them. Um, but I'm still going to pay almost four hundred dollars for this thing, you know. And uh, again, it's a whole other show. Regulations <laughs> to screw over the little guy. Um, so yeah, I think the air quality in the last three decades has improved. Um, 
But my question is, they talk about greenhouse gases. Well, greenhouse gases back in the 70s must have... You would think back in the 70s, this planet was like 40 degrees higher than it normally is now. We've cleaned up the air. We've gotten rid of a lot of these greenhouse gases that made it so much hotter here. And it's still, they're still bitching. They're still complaining. Well, they're still finding reasons to. When I was push when I was younger, when I was 18, 19 years old, and even before that, the big thing wasn't, um, you know, global warming. It was the ozone layer is going to disappear, and there were holes in the ozone layer. Ozone, yeah. But you don't hear about that anymore. No, it's just pretty much no holes yeah, anymore. Yeah, it's uh, kind of repaired itself over time, which is fascinating. It's actually a cycle with the ozone, actually, I believe. And that, if you looked at it. Yeah, I mean, we weren't helping it, don't get me wrong, but uh, there are times that the ozone is thinner than other times. Even now, the ozone is thinner than other times. Um, but yeah, so we, we've, we've improved on things. I think it's oh, time. yeah, we need to drink something yeah, at this point. Um, what, what do we have tonight? Uh, tonight, we've got Paul Mason Peach Grande Amber. Which is a brandy. Um, from what I understand, when I bought this, it's a brand new product. Of uh, the peach? Yes. Yes. Uh, Paul Mason has been around for a long time. Um, they make great brandies. Now they're doing, like everyone else in the liquor industry, they decided to infuse whatever flavors they can find into it. Uh, caramel, salt, and chocolate, and hmm. whatever, whatever. It's like... Jelly beans for the liquor store. Jelly beans for the, the liquor, liquor store. store. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, we'll do some jelly beans for the liquor store. Yeah, it's very good for the liquor store. Ooh, so it makes the skulls look pretty. Oh, yeah. It's good. The skulls it's look good. pretty. Get that out of there. Yeah, get, get the sake out of there. Get that out of there. There we go. Taking a photograph right now, you'll see up on our webpage, which is Let's Talk It All. Or www. Let's talk about oh, And you can hear us on the Diversity Broadcasting Network. Dot com. Dot, dot com. So don't forget that. Uh, Fridays at ten o'clock. But we recommend you tune in a little early because sometimes if the Purple Tide crew get done early, they start us right away. So, and on that, and sir, here's to swimming with bow-legged women. Warmer goggles. Yeah, it does. Woo! Yeah, brother. It's not bad. I'm not a big peach fan, but that's not bad. Mm, I like it a lot. Mm. Not as good as bad tomorrow, man. Hemp infused, Brandon. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, yeah, so cleaner air. We've got cleaner air, and that's great. And so I wouldn't want to go back to the way words. things were in the 70s and pollution. And like that. Well, no, uh, but I would go, like to go back to the Classic cars we had back then, but it's a different show. That's a different show. Classic cars, you know, we're going to make a note of that right now. Show number 13, which is the next show, is going to be classic cars. Classic cars. We're going to write classic that down. Cars. Write that classic down in the cars. book. Write that down. Um, I'll write it down in the book so I don't forget. So we're both on the same page. Sometimes we'll say, uh, what are we talking about this week? Yeah. We're like, I don't know. Let's talk about this. And really, we're going to talk about <laughs> something else. Uh, classic cars. I like it a lot. Show number Um, yeah, classic cars. Got gas hogs. Gas hogs. Um, uh, lots of horsepower. You know, gas was. But they were sexy. Gas was forty nine cents a gallon, thirty nine cents a yeah. gallon, twenty nine cents a gallon. They were sexy. That they were, the they thing. were sexy. They were Even very sexy. You know, um, and you know the, the sex appeal and uh, you know the, the drag strip going to this drag. You know. Right here in Broome County, uh, the Tri Cities Airport used to be a drag strip. Yeah. Um, in fact, I met the guy. He works at the Boys and Girls Club. He's been there for 60 years, 50 years, 50 years he's worked at the Boys and Girls Club. Very much older gentleman, but was very much into drag racing. And he ran the drags there. And he knows everybody. Like, he knew all the big names, like Smokey Eunuch, or, you know, somebody we'll talk about in the future. But. I could go on and on a list of dragsters, guys he knew from the 50s and 60s that really built the NHARA to what it is today, uh, even NASCAR. Um, this man was a wealth of information. They had more stories I had time for, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, this area is rich. Rich! This area, history of cars. this area is rich. And I don't think people get it. Uh, yeah, I back in the 
Back when I started driving, back in the late 70s, early 80s, um, yeah, I, I drove a plethora of cars. Uh, I think my first car was a Maverick. I don't know if you've ever seen this thing. Yep, that's yeah. This thing was basically an eggshell on an engine <laughs> produced by, I think it was Ford? Ford Maverick. Yeah. Ford Maverick. Uh, also drove an Opal. Which you don't see, oh, wow. you don't see very many Opals anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the car I loved, the car I absolutely loved, was my dad's 1972 four-door Caprice. There you go. So all my friends had Chevelles <laughs> and things like this, cool two-door cars, seventy-something Chevelles, and they, you know, they didn't have a lot of money to put into the engines right. like you do to make it like crazy. Right. But they were all—they're all cool. Man, Chevelle, they're cool. <laughs> um, the Caprice my dad had had a four hundred two big block engine. Now you see what a 402 is. It used to be called a 396. <laughs> now it's 402 cubic inches. But yes, big block. Way to go. Yes. <laughs> um, this car was a beast. This car was a beast. And I would just screw with them. <laughs> I would show up where we were messing around in the family car <laughs> and just make them look stupid. <laughs> but anyways, that's a, that's a, we'll talk about that in the classic car. Yes, we will. But, um, so yeah. What the hell were we talking about? Hemp. Hemp and yeah. clean air and clean air, yes. um, yeah, I think it's time that we just not only do we need to drain the swamp, but we need to I don't know, we need to get rid of the old part. I just I get the reason behind term limits and I think I don't know, I just I think it's time that new New open minds be in place to make changes yeah, there, for the people. Whatever happens in the future. Uh, just so you know, people are on alert. Uh, September 21st is supposed to be in the end of planet again. Just so you know, it's over the internet. Uh, we're supposed to have an eclipse that lasts like three hours. It really is supposed to something to happen. There is some kind of eclipse. But, you know, Virgo lines up with Libra or something. September 21st? Yeah, September 21st. Uh, you know, pissed? No, September 23rd. September no, 23rd, the stop. same day. It is. Stop. It's the same day as the study. Shut your mouth. No, I'm not making this up. I swear to God. September 23rd. All right, September 23rd. Is with the new call. Look on YouTube. Everyone's just wheels over the place. The world. E O T W. It's the end of the, the world. world. As we know it. Yep, it's true. All right, but it's also the Snipe Film Festival. Well, there's going to be like three hours of darkness, just so you know. Well, thank <laughs> God for that, because that might bring the people in. Because I tell you, last year we did the, did the expo. And it was in the middle of October, and God was just messing with me. He produced one of the most perfect, one of the most perfect days <laughs> of the year. It was October 16th. It was mid-70s, low humidity, and 110% sunshine. If I didn't have to be at this thing, I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> Let alone for me paying to get in to see yes. this thing. I showed up. It was just showed up. Show I, was, I was thankful <laughs> because I would. I would. And I actually paid money to get in. He did. Um, <laughs> I was one of the freeloaders, which I am not going to mention. Right, that, that that is a whole other job. Um, whole other radio show that is. Um, yeah. So this year, I an eclipse that works for me. Blot out the sun, bring in a little drizzle, a little cloudiness. Bring him into the movie theater, for God's sake. Thank you very much. Um, that's crazy. I'm going to look that up, because if this... I want to look this up, because if I can tie this into the show... Yeah, YouTube it. You know, yeah. you know I'm going to start promoting this craziness yeah, yeah. right from the get-go. Yeah. No, that is. Um, that's that's, that's, that's yeah. too freaking funny. Because <laughs> I've been pissed. It was like two days before. We, <laughs> end of the world, two days before we had this thing. It was like a lot of time and money into this bastard. And uh, we need it to go well. Um, so, yeah, I... I just got to wonder how many other things are out there that are just waiting to change the world for, for the better. That people are well, yeah. hiding and keeping suppressed. I, you know, I would like to see something as simple as aspirin. Uh, more studies done with that. Uh, I personally pop on aspirin a day. Um, not because I need to. Just for my own self-well-being. Um, supposed to uh, help 
Artax trump select us and, and scientifically shown to do that. Uh, one aspirin a day makes a huge difference in a heart attack. Uh, yeah. You know, and we need more studies and stuff like that. Is it more effective than these drugs that cost $100 a pill? I'm starting to think that we, probably We need is. legitimate studies. Yeah. Legitimate but what, I, what I'm saying, though, I, I'm betting, you know, oh. and not run by the drug companies. That's no. the problem. You can't have oil companies do emission standards, and you can't have drug companies do studies on, you know, effectiveness of, you know, cheap pills. You know, they're out to make money, each one of those industries, so you have to be, you know, it depends on who does the study and who's financing it, you know. We're going to give your college $200 million if you do a study that says this. That happens, folks. That really does happen. Like I said, I'm hoping that with the current breakthrough with putting a non-politician in the highest political office you could, it'll inspire people to come forward and do that. And more people that are more open, more willing to be educated about things, about facts and things like that. Not that Trump isn't, but he's pretty much got his mindset on things. And you know, when sometimes he, he gets a little self-centered about when things. He, when he first got elected, I thought for sure um, he was going to serve two terms. I've come off of that. Um, I don't see a Democrat being in the office, but I'm not sure Trump would run again. I'm almost to the point. And again, this Russia stuff's all made up. It's not about this. It would be something else that happens. But I would not be shocked if Mike Pence is the president at some point. He well, gets reelected as that president. See, and I, we're so we're so far away from this point, but we'll make the predictions today. And I'm writing them in a little book. <laughs> um, two things. Two things. I see Pence being there, if not for the second term, at some point in this first term. Either Donald's gonna get fed up and step down, or I don't see him getting impeached. Because if they're gonna do it, they would have done it. Right now. If he's if he survived. This long, he's really, and I can't think what else he can do. How much bigger a foot he can put in his mouth on things to get himself impeached beyond <laughs> this point? But there's always that possibility. Come on now. There's always that possibility. And his White House um, is a mess. Are you kidding right now? Firing people left and right. <laughs> I was thought, yeah, really. You just keep the guy you took over eleven days ago is already gone. He's yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just you fired him. I'm firing you. Change it up. They can't. He yeah. fired. He fired the chief of staff a couple days ago. And then he gets Change himself fired. Yeah, nice. Don't give him enough traction to get your. <laughs> don't yeah. don't give him enough leeway to get rid of you. He's perfect. Hey. Okay. Um. You're gone. You know um, who Trump reminds me of? Is Stalin. Just a tad bit. Stalin didn't stick around. He didn't like someone. You were gone. Well, you I know mean, what? I mean, okay, Trump's not killing people, but no, he's not. He's not. You know, but Stalin's like you're out of here. But, and you're gone. But for anyone to say they're surprised. And for anyone to say, well, this is really newsworthy. Why is this newsworthy? Did you not watch The Apprentice for four or five seasons? <laughs> Do you not know that if you're not either agreeing with him or doing what you're supposed to, according to him, you're gone. Yeah, uh, you're gone, brother. You want to say yes, man. That's, you're that's, gone. Yeah. Um, but I think, despite all that, I think, again, it's the road of good intentions and paved and... I think he will let the military do what they have to do to keep this country safe. Oh, no doubt about it. No, um, no doubt I think he that. wants to make this country great again. Um, but he wants to do it his way, and it just it's just rubbing everyone the wrong way. The wrong way. And sometimes, what you, what, what sometimes you, that may be what it takes. What do you think about the gain of uh, the, the, the ban of transgenders in the military? <sighs> You know, uh, and again, I actually support it. Why? Why pick this? Idea. Why pick this particular moment to bring this he's, up? He's taking the heat off of the Russia bullshit, well, which yeah. is all fake, by the way. That really is fake stuff. But that's what it was. He's taking the heat off of that. He's very smart, Trump. He did this on purpose. But the whole transgender, I, you know, look at. I have no problem with people changing, but I don't want someone who um, is having, you know, identity issues out in the battlefield with me with my life in their hands. I'm sorry, I don't want that, and I don't think that's where you belong. But that's just my opinion. Right. And, again, you know, people say, well, you know, if that was the attitude back in the, the 50s and the blacks would never got integrated into the military and they'd still be in their own separate units, blah, blah, blah. And then if this was the attitude no, six years ago, then the gays still would be in, in the closet in the military. It's not. This is this, this is, is a totally different, different. This is a different thing. Yeah. Um, and... If you want to be transgender, you wanna, you wanna 
be a woman because you're trapped in a man's body or a man because you're trapped in a woman's body. Which I think is entirely that's, possible, by the way. That's your thing. Um, but I will say to those of you that post pictures of Klinger from MASH, <laughs> um, you're missing... Not, it, I laugh. I laugh. Because you're missing... Not only did you pick the wrong role model for what you're trying to say, newsflash, and you can Google this, Klinger was trying to get out of oh, the army. Me. Yes. Trump did this. Klinger would, Klinger would have <laughs> voted for Trump. Okay? Klinger was wearing a dress to convince... They sent him out of Korea to get him home. To convince... Back to Toledo. The military that he was loony, that he was a Section 8, that he didn't deserve to be in the military. What was his girlfriend's so, name? So Laverne? Laverne? He went, he went Laverne. back to Toledo. Laverne. He went back to Laverne. Yeah. To, to yeah. Toledo and the Mud Hens. Yeah. Not your poster child. You you people kill me. You people kill me when you think Klinger is your That's like you people that don't have a clue about country music, but on, on Valentine's Day, you request country station, because your wife is a country singer or lover, but you're not. So you, you have no She's idea. She's a country lover more ways than you know. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you call up the radio station and say, oh, I want to dedicate to my wife, Mama Loves, Papa Loves Mama by Garth Brooks. <laughs> and if the DJ doesn't laugh at you, then he's he's messing with you. Because newsflash, Mama Loves Papa, or Papa Loves Mama, is about the fact that the wife's screwing around and yep. the guy runs her over with a... Tractor trailer. Yep. This is not the romantic <laughs> song you want to send to your wife on Valentine's Day. Okay? Know, know what the hell you're talking about before you go and do it. Okay. Enough said about that. Back onto the hemp. All right. So, yeah. Um, and I think we know. We've talked about that, that there are a lot of things being suppressed that would make the world a better place. Oh, that is technology. Um, and, and it's all in the love of money. Yep. And again, we, and, and we, are, we, are not, we are not, we are not anti-capitalism. But at some point, you've got, at some point, you got to say to yourself, gee, do I really need to make another billion dollars in my lifetime? Or do I, it's the one billion dollars I have enough, and maybe I can give back. By doing this. And I think that's the big problem today, society overall, not just America, but worldwide, is there's a lack of sense of what can I do, not just to, to you know, push forward my own country, but what can I do to push forward humankind? Okay. And I think people have lost that. They've lost that sense of responsibility. It's me, me, me. You know, this, you know, all, even today, you see in our society here where, you know, after the election, I hate to bring it up, but I'm using this as an example. You know, they at campuses they had you know timeout spaces for people because they were overwhelmed with grief they had really lost. And I, do you remember this? I mean, like you know, seriously, like, you, people nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about you, man. You no. know, it's about humankind. And Get off of yourself. And that's the millennials. You know? And there's a video not to post to the website. This guy in three minutes totally explains the millennial generation and why we're in this condition right now. Um. Oh, we're talking about transgenders in the military. Um, <laughs> clean. Uh, yeah, I, I'm i going to make the distinction, and I know I'll probably catch a little flack. I got no problem with transgenders, but they need to find a different way to serve their country. And I and never banging in the military, it probably sounds like you need to find a different way. And if you feel that you... Are compelled to serve your country, then serve your country as whatever sex you were made at birth, and then once you're out, snip it, tuck it, <laughs> cut it, add it, whatever you're doing, do it then. Yeah, and I, you know, I will go one step further. This on this again, just Jeff, personal side, me. Uh, hate mail should come to me on this because I don't know. Uh, I I, uh, I think uh, police forces uh, should be the same way. Um, I do not want somebody who has had any identity crisis, because to me that's what it is, um, although I believe it's totally possible that our souls are reincarnated and you are a female in one life and now you're a man, and I can see that happening, but I still don't want someone in an identity crisis, uh, you know, in a police force with a weapon. I, I, have a, I have a problem with that. At the same time, the constitutional side of me says everybody has the right to bear arms. 
Um, so it's a bit of a conflict on my side, but uh, um, I don't know. That's a, that's a slippery slope. Now that we just I just said no, that, it's, isn't it's, it? It's always a slippery slope. It's kind of like New York State Safe Act. I mean, they they deem you even slightly mentally unstable. You know, they take your gun. What if you're a transgender in New York State and you see a, a therapist and he says, "Well, this person might be unstable because they're in any crisis." Dan, you know, they're they're gonna cop, they can take your guns. Absolutely. Under the New York State Safe Act. You know, that is a wow, boy. Oh, well, and again, you can take their gun, but but they still can get behind the wheel of a car and drive it. And that's a weapon. They can they can still go to Walmart and buy a machete. Yep, that's a weapon. With no background check. Yep. They can still get a baseball bat. And they can still get a ladder damage. and fall off the ladder and die. And more people killed on ladder accidents every year. Uh, it's ten times full compared to guns. Just so you know, in the United States. Okay. It's true. That was our biggest thing at the Christmas tree shop. I'm not making, making this up. When I was a manager at the Christmas tree shop, our biggest training issue was the use of ladders and proper storage center because we had a few people die. Employees die falling off two steps of the ladder, smacking their head, dying of an aneurysm, you know, that kind of crap. I'm making this up. So, safety, I learned all about ladders and deaths of ladders. Uh, Percentage-wise, in the American population through training, so I know what the you know, what the numbers were, and it really was like tenfold over uh, handguns. It's nuts. Uh, you, you wouldn't think so, but yes, you can die on a ladder quicker than you would by a handgun. <laughs> People, ladders kill. People. We should ban um, ladders. Just, just so you know, too. this bumper stick will be available for sale at our website. <laughs> Guns don't kill people, ladders kill ladders people. Ladders um, kill that people. is that is what we're saying is the uh, the new slogan <laughs> for the Second Amendment, people. That was our show. Guns don't kill people, ladders kill people. Uh, ten times more frequently. Okay. Ah, transgender. Yeah, so... Should they be able to work at strip clubs? There's another thing. I mean, like, if I go to a strip club, it'd be good money to get in. $10 for me to walk through that, that strip club. And I go, I want to see a naked woman, and I end up with a... Okay. Transgender. I mean, is that... Well... I mean, am I being ripped off? Well... I mean, do I have a right to sue at this it point? It depends where they're at in the surgery. I don't think so. Oh, I think... I know. I, I don't care if they had everything clipped. I, I well, see... You, if I see you, a guy up there... Well, you, but you want to be a guy. guy anyway. You want to know it's a guy. Well, what if I do? I want my money back, and I want to sue because I'm being, well, I'm being, I'm being scammed. You're not being scammed. I'm being scammed. You're being scammed. It says women knew. It's not a woman. It's a man. He was born a man. The first thing it says man. It says but boy. they're transgender. They're women now. They got breasts. That's they, bullshit. They I'm got, being scammed. They got, they're missing the parts downstairs. Hey, I'm going to get to go to strip clubs. It's like once in, in 10 years. The one time I go, I don't want to see a man. I want chances, to see a woman. And chances are... They're not working at the full nude strip clubs. They're, they're still wearing the G-string. So, if the G-string seems a little full, you might have got scammed. <laughs> but if it doesn't, give her your one, relax. You know, and this is why I think they'll make prostitution legal, by the way. Because I think it's all a legal issue. Because if you pick up a prostitute, and it turns out to be a man, and it used you know, and it was trying to be a woman, but it actually used to be a man... You know, you can't sue them because it's not legal anyway. But well, once they make it legal, you can but, sue them. But you can sue them. What are you going to sue for? False advertising. Absolutely not. Yeah. No, because you're picking them up for sex. If you still get the sex. But I don't want sex matter. with a man. Well, why do I do that? But you didn't say That's that. That's the wrong show you didn't say for that. that. You, pick, you, pick, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you picked up. Again, and since we're talking about the hookers, this this is this is my platform. Handguns, hammers. Handguns, hemp, and hookers. All right, that's that's, my, that's the three legs. Title. That's the that's the three legs of my platform. <laughs> if I had Trump's money, when I ran for president, that would have been the three legs of my platform. Hmm. You handguns, two legs. <laughs> handguns. Oh, it's that third leg. <laughs> it's that third leg that rules out the transgender. Um, yeah, that's definitely a post-edit issue. Um, so yeah, I uh, at this particular moment, I'm gonna say. Probably the military is not the worst one. No, I would agree with you. Um, in, all, in all honesty, I totally agree. In, in all, again, slippery slope. I mean, if they're behind a desk at the Pentagon and not in a combat or a field position, eh, I mean, I have a huge issue with it. But I think it just, I think it just creates, it creates more issues than it. Then it, then it helps. But 
Anyways, let's get back to <laughs> or the end of the world. Either or subject <laughs> will be much better than what we're talking about right now. Remember, folks, guns don't kill people. Ladders, kill, ladders people. kill people. And hemp handguns and hookers <laughs> is what our next political platform should be from 2020. Um, yeah, so to start out with hemp and the point I wanted to make with this thing, this, this seems to be the this seems to be the all-purpose plant of the 2020s. You know, speaking of this, I mean, if everybody... You can wear if, it, you can build a house out of it, if, you can run your car with it, you can eat it, if we you had, can smoke it. If we had Kim sit down with, with Trump, and we had Putin sit down, and we had the leader, uh, I can't remember the Chinese president's name, all sit down and smoke a bong, and then try and hammer some shit out, I bet the shit would get hammered out fast. I think they're all high, you know, they can speak, and just be calm and relaxed, and... Uh, it could be the, the peace pipe of the Indians, Jesus. That's what it could be. Think about that. They had it. They had it. They had it right. The peace pipe. The peace that's pipe. Be. The Indians. Yep. Smoking Indians. The marijuana. Smoking. We'll have some peace. Smoking. Yeah. 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 So political things. We're talking about. You know, Trump. Donald Trump has never drank alcohol. Really? He doesn't drink. Either. His brother was an alcoholic and died uh, from alcoholism. Huh. Yeah. Very true. He doesn't drink. But his wife's had to. Oh, sorry, Donald. Oh, oh sorry, Donald. Put up with him. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> See, we're not we're not as big as Trump fans as you think. We're just not really Hillary fans. Oh, God, um, I hate that woman. I am <laughs> making the prediction today. I'm making the prediction today. Jeff made his prediction last show about... I don't know, something Jeff predicted last Russia invasion uh, thing, North Korea. Yeah. Something about oh, whacking North Korea in six months was Jeff's prediction. That's why I have a notebook. Steve from Let's Talk Bills is writing Jeff a $10,000 check for a show. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was on Facebook a while back, and I think it was just kind of a joke, but maybe it wasn't. Um, Dwayne Johnson, a.k.a. The Rock. Oh, the president, dude. Wants to or has talked about or someone's been of him running in 2020. I will tell you right now, I am telling you right now, years before the campaign happens, if he runs, you will not see a victory. The last time we saw a victory, like The Rock will produce, was when Ronald Reagan ran for his second term and got 49 of the 50 states. In a landslide. Now that you really don't know who The Rock is, you know. He, 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 was he was a wrestler. He was a wrestler. He makes a funny face. Um, he makes a funny face. He raises the eyebrow. Um, we voted for Trump. And Jesse Ventura is, became governor of Minnesota. Jesse Ventura became, Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor of California. Yep, yep. Stranger you, things have happened. Not only is The Rock a charismatic personality, but he's a charismatic individual. He looks the part. He sounds the part. He talks the talk. He walks the walk. He is. He has the ability to not only pull off what Trump did, but pull it off and be someone that is educated, willing to be educated, willing to talk in an educational, educated way uh, without all the hate. Speech. And there were some hard, Trump said some harsh things that got him in trouble. I like the harsh things. I do like the harsh things, but The Rock, I, I just turned right now. Are we almost done? We are. Oh my God. There. All right, so The Rock, 2020. I'm sorry, we got way off track in this. this uh, turn right now. If he runs, he's going to win. He's going to crush it. Uh, I get the last word anyway tonight. So yeah, yeah, right. um, he's got my vote. He's got the, he's a Republican. Uh, Alani looked at, we were talking about this in the car ride to Buffalo. Uh, she was very disappointed because he was a Republican, uh, but he's very no-nonsense. I can't, I can't see him being a Democrat. He, I can see him not putting up a Democratic way of doing things. Uh, he, is very, he, is, he is very much, you know, you need to take responsibility. You need to earn your way um, the whole nine yards. Uh, I would, as entertaining as Trump was, watching The Rock would be phenomenal. 2020, Rock for President. You want to be entertained? You want to have a great president? This is the man you want to talk to. See you next week.
We talk about classic cars. Have a good night.